Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Strong effort tonight in the uh, church of Farrell, by the way, Carver High. I don't know if you knew uh, that that was going on, but there's a tremendous. Yes, I have it open. There's a lot happening in there tonight, every night. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I just saw just tremendous activity in here. Here's a guy. I bet the over six in the first five innings, Royals-Tigers. He's very happy. Uh, signs you have a gambling problem, betting on the Royals-Tigers. Uh, it's just a lot of action. I see in here. Uh, and this coming from someone who thought Pete Carroll was crazy for starting Russell Wilson over uh, Matt Flynn in 2012. Swung and missed on that one. I, I respect the Seahawks for taking chance. Risks are not taken by conservative organizations or uh, bad organizations. How's that for you? Like the Jets. What did I say wrong today about the Jets at, at all on Coast to Coast besides nothing? Like they are so pathetic that they have literally, I, you cannot count all the years when they were close, right? And no cigar. I'm sorry, those don't amount to a hill of beans where I come from, and neither where you come from. Listen, Buffalo Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. They didn't win, but they were there, and they know how to win. And that organization has way more success than the Jets. I don't care what anybody says. The Jets have been literally like dog cable ever since I've been alive. They have been non-existent every year since I've been alive. I couldn't even believe they made AFC title games. I almost fell over. But of course they lost. <laughs> of course they lost. And now uh, they lose their best player because he made fun of the owner and the coach. And he wanted more money. In New York where they print money. Not anymore. Everything's shut down in New York. Restaurants, bars, businesses left and right. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.
like I said, uh, the Jets have never done anything right, but they have an opportunity in their palms to, uh, you know, get two number one picks in two different years, right? I mean, a, a one, a three, and a one, and a really good player in the the return player that they got that we've been talking about all night uh, at safety. What's the guy? What's his uh, McDougald, right? Uh, I forgot his name. I have early for Alzheimer's where I uh, talked about him an hour ago for uh, a lengthy period of time. And an hour later, I don't even remember who I talked to an hour ago. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Greg Bell. I know it's Greg Bell. Birthday face. I know you know. I just like telling you because I know. Well, if you didn't tell me McDougald's name, I was screwed. So I needed you (laughs) big time there. I went to the well. I go, I don't even remember the guy's name. McDougal, that's it. (laughs) I had all kinds of problems. This is what I was doing when 34C got sick. Here's what I was doing. I'm going to show the uh, church and the YouTube audience. Uh, If you watch me on YouTube, do the show. You're really uh, in the penthouse because you're up above the people that don't. The people that don't are just on the street, in the car, working it, grinding, the truckers, people doing overnights, the bakers, all my Polish friends in, in Brooklyn and Queens. You know what I mean, Carver High? And then they just don't get a watch. But the ones that do watch, they're like, they're Club Pharrell, the Church of Pharrell. Watch had it going here with the mask but i actually uh i have you've seen me wear the steeler ones right do you want me yeah, to why uh, aren't you why aren't you rocking the steeler ones while you're walking around the house like i you know why not just roll with those you said you had a whole bunch of steeler ones do you want me to bust those out uh before the end of the show here because i could still accomplish that they're less than i'd say 45 feet away they're just yeah, down, sure. down <laughs> somewhere in the house probably, yeah somewhere near 50 feet <laughs> But the more I walk in the particles of the air around my house, which is the problem, is that I'm going to be uh, susceptible to particles of of action, as I like to refer to, flick them at some point. When somebody's yakking and coughing and hauling a, a, a deep flig across the room, like when there's just that particle city, I could make a movie. <laughs> I could make a movie about it what what's the name of your movie for all it's about this dude that was just uh, it's just constantly walking through particles <laughs> in particle city you know what they say about the hanta right is that the six feet is because of the particles it's like that action that <laughs> that spray it's the spray and and the uh, reverb as I like to call it, Carver Hall. You know it's true. You don't want anybody breathing on your birthday cake tomorrow, son. That 4-0 cake. Well, I had a little... There's you know only I mean? going to be three people near that birthday cake. That's me, Nicole, and Olivia. So there ain't going to be anybody else near it. Well, look. Mine's double nickels the day after yours, and I don't want my family near my birthday cake. Because <laughs> they're all sick. What am I supposed to do with that? Dude, I'm serious, bro. What did I say to you in the break? Residence ends, huh? <laughs> I'm going to have to go get a, a crack room. I, I don't know. You know I think it's called I think a that... crack room when you go to the residence inn. You got the old. You, where you where you been staying? I'm down, at the, uh, I'm, down, I'm down at the extended stairs smoking butter. 
I think that you finding just a place in your house away from the rest of your family might be safer than going over to the uh, to the local uh, RI over there, the residence. And I think it might be safer. I think because you might be safer finding a room in your house just to quarantine yourself. Anything could happen to the RI: drugs, hookers, anything, anything can happen. Anything could happen there. Uh, drive-bys, the whole deal. You know, car break-ins, the whole deal. But uh, I do have a private room here, but I'm uh, not really comfortable just staying in a room quarantined, like, you know, where I'm just shut down, shut her down. You know what I mean? Like, uh, shut you down, Russell. (laughs) I'm like completely screwed because I but I don't want it to be about me because I have to feel sorry for her because she's sick. She could have the Hanta. And then my son had it, but he did not have the Hanta. He passed the test. Now she gets it, but she's uh, she sounds like Bob Marley and the Whalers in there. She's wailing. <laughs> she's got the whole deal going. I'm very concerned about my safety here. I really am. I you know because it really boils down to uh, I'm as pretty as a girl, and I can't have these. I can't have these hoes give me six. <laughs> Carver, he knows that. I can't have these hoes give me six, son. I can't have it. I have to uh, speak in a foreign language so as uh, to not get in trouble with radio executives. <laughs> I can't wait for these hoes over here trying to get me sick of in there. Carver, and then they're in a meeting. What, what was he saying? How about when they do the one? Have you ever heard him say, uh, in the biggest or in the greatest way possible? <laughs> and around me, was he saying in the greatest way possible? <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. What's he saying? Is he saying, check it out? Check it out. What's, <laughs> what's he saying? Okay, he does get me all sick with the hunters. <laughs> you can't even see what I'm saying, uh, Carver. I, I know you think I'm nuts right now, but it's important to establish uh, foreign languages on the Pharrell and Event show to uh, avoid uh, the constant reminder of people that are painful to us that we don't need to be reminded of. I don't want to talk to anyone ever. Don't call me. Don't talk to me. Don't email me. Don't text me. I don't w- want to hear your opinion. <laughs> I don't want to know you. I barely want to even pretend like I like you. I am. Listen, you know as well as I do, I'm cooler than all these people. Just honestly, like, get right down to it. You know it's true, Carver. I, I know it's your big day in like 40 minutes, but it's not your day yet. So on your day, you can say whatever you want. It's, it's never the day my before, day. The day, before, <laughs> the day before your day, you can admit that uh, I'm cool at all. You know, I mean, why? <laughs> he knows why what I'm saying. He I... speaks the language. It's almost like the, uh, when you're doing sign language where they, they use the hand signals. And then I'm over here busting off like uh, Carver Hyde knows exactly what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying, because why else would I, you know, I, I've stuck around for so long, because I know that. That's why. Stuck right? around. You meant to have left already like five times on the show. <laughs> he 
tried to leave five times is what that means in Portuguese. That's why I'm sticking around. I should have left already. I hate this job. I hate these people. I hate everything about you. But you do speak in, <laughs> I speak in my, in tongues. You need, you're trying to get me all, he knows. He knows, but that's a funny thing. He knows what I'm talking about. Uh, can you imagine the people in the radio network right now trying to decipher what's going on? <laughs> it's all right, though. They'll be all right. I just want you to uh, know as well that I can't see uh, anything. Did you notice I did the show today without glasses on? I did notice that today. I had obviously my own issues working, but um, I, I did notice that you didn't have the glasses on. You know, what? you know why I did that? I just want fans to know there's a lot going on here where we just take these giant we take these giant chunks of the show and talk about things that don't matter because I've always done that. Okay. If you think I just sit around talking about box scores all night, you got another thing coming. And once the NBA games start and you can hear me cussing at, at refs and screaming and yelling at refs and, and, and just bashing refs for bad calls that ruin games. You haven't heard anything yet. We haven't done anything yet on this show. We haven't even broke the ice. In fact, we need a new bottle of JMO up in this hizzy. The reason I'm going to tell you when I come back, I'm going to tell you why I uh, did not wear the glasses today. And it's not because I was wearing contacts. Because I went through those when I was a kid. I used to smoke. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys. And I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, so here's another thought for you. Uh, and I want to tell you about my glasses in a second. But uh, by the way, I have like seven or eight pairs of glasses. So anyway... Uh, Bell, the Pirates Bell, right? I'm watching this guy. He just had a hit. Moran's been their best player. Hit a, a couple home runs tonight. And and also, and he's up again here in the uh, eighth, believe it or not, because they almost hit a round. The guy's got two home runs tonight. He hit his last one into the river. Bell is their big, uh, high-priced, if you will, commodity. He's their best player, the first baseman, Bell. And they lose every player that they ever get. It doesn't matter who it is, A to Z, every great player that has ever played for the Pirates in the last 20 years, every single one of them, every one of them, Moran grounded out, fielder's choice. Uh, he's already hit two home runs tonight. Can we get him a hooker and a beer? So Bell is the guy next that they'll screw up, right? 
They'll screw that up. And you know who his agent is? Unless I'm mistaken, Boris. There's a beer for Moran. Uh, Bell is represented, I believe, by Scott Boris because I kind of know everything. I'm just saying. <laughs> and, uh, so I think that's his agent. And uh, that means he's going to leave because <laughs> that guy does not work for any. There isn't one player that is in his barn that isn't riding on a, you know, a stallion. Right. They're all making fat money. Every single guy that's in his uh, under his tutelage makes tons of money. Right. So Bell will leave the Pirates sure as I'm standing here. Bottom line is, I wish to God they'd just sign Bell and keep him. He's a really good player, right? But you know they'll butcher that just like they do everything else. I mean, honestly, they're, you know, it's funny, Carver High. Now, I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't had success with the Steelers and the um, Penguins, but I've seen the Pirates win the World Series in 71 and 79. I've seen them do it. I've seen them make the playoffs in the early 90s with Benia Vice, uh, Vance Lyke and, and Bonds and, and Doug Drayback. And I've seen all that. So, but they they never got it done, right? So, but they did in 71 and 79. And those were great teams with Stargell and all of them. Uh, I could go through the litany of them. Foley, Garner, Matlock, Moreno. I mean, they had so many guys. Uh, Kent Colby, uh, Bill Robinson. They just, they were so loaded. And then back before that, you know, Clemente, Sanguian. Uh, it was just ridiculous. Uh, Dave Parker, I could go on and on. But Bell, they'll lose him next. And so every time you fall in love with a player in Pittsburgh, if you're a Pirate fan, it's automatic that they leave, every one of them. I mean, I have the jerseys of 20 guys that have left the Pirates. I'm not even kidding. I'll start wearing them on the show. All right, so anyway, here's the deal. Uh, they're going to screw Bell up, and I'm going to hate him forever. Forever! So. The glasses. I didn't wear the glasses on Coast to Coast today, first time ever, because I've noticed that, um, you know, frankly, that I'm so good at doing it now with uh, Carver High and Mafia and Joe in terms of, you know, how we do it, the timing of it and what we do and how we do it, right? Pretty much, I mean, I feel like I can see the rundown, the show rundown. We have this thing and I'm just telling the fans how it is. We have like a show rundown where we go through the entire show, like every minute, right? And uh, so once I can see that, that's all I really need to follow and and know. That's what I need to think about and react to and and go with the flow. But if I had to read, like if I had to read like a story on, let's say, ESPN or Bleacher or NBC or NHL, anywhere, you know, whatever. Sports Illustrated, if I had to read anything at all, I couldn't read it. I couldn't read without my glasses. So I have to keep them close by, or I have to keep them on uh, the, right to my left or whatever when I'm doing the show, to your right, my left, whatever it is. I don't care on camera or anything else on the radio. But I keep like I keep the phone with the rundown. I keep the glasses. So today was the first time I've ever done it since I came to Sports Grid that I didn't have the glasses on. I actually went out and got new glasses because, you know, my eyes are constantly um, evolving for the worst. As I get older, they get worse every year. My eyes just keep getting worse. It's just unbelievable. I'm like, I'm dazed from being Helen Keller, but I got action going. So I get new ones and I just keep doing the progressives. And I always have kick-ass glasses so I can see, right? So I can see everything. Distance, I have a problem. Uh, 
from four feet away, I have a problem. And from right up in front of my face, I have a problem. So I have all kinds of problems. So I keep, I don't ever wear glasses when I play basketball or when I go to the gym and work out and swim and stuff like that. I don't ever wear glasses. I wear glasses my whole life, but I had LASIK uh, at one point or another when I was the Thrasher's announcer for free. And I had my eyes done and I had 20-20 vision for like 10 years, right? They lasted for 10 years. And then they went and then one day they just went completely southbound on the 95 to hell. My eyes just it stopped working. Like I was seeing perfect 2020 for like a decade of decadence. And I was getting all kinds of leg. And then all of a sudden one day I couldn't see anything. And I was like, oh, nice job, doofus. The guy that scraped my eyeballs of like a layer of my skin off of my eyes. I didn't even know they did that. Next thing I know, I see this guy peeling back a layer of my cornea, right? And I can see perfect. So now I guess I have uh, whatever. I got that funk back. Maybe I got that 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 layer, that marine layer over my eyes, my cornea that I can't see. But I did not wear glasses today. It's a miracle. I'm not wearing them right now. I can see fine. But uh, I can read fine in terms of like the ovula and my logo, my name, all that stuff. I can look at the pirate game and it's 5-1 in the ninth. I can see one uh, runner on first, 0-2. Uh, Feliz is pitching for the pirates uh, trying to end this game. Bottom line is, is that uh, if I wear my glasses, I can actually read. And the other reason I wear them is because I look so good in them. You know what I mean? Where uh, chicks just want me, pretty much. You know what I mean? So, uh, but I play ball. I don't wear glasses. I don't need glasses to know where the hole is, son. I go straight to the rack, son. I see that rim. I go right for it. I'm like, that's the rim right over there. Watch this. And then uh, sometimes I'll just be lazy. I'll say, I'm just going to shoot this 30-footer and start daggering threes. And I do that, too. Like I was cleaning my teeth. Like tomorrow, bright and early. Was there something else, uh, Carver Heidi, you wanted me to talk about? You were all up in arms about? Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah, John and Buffalo. That was it. Here we go. I got early for Alzheimer's. I got to stay on top of my game over here and, and get right through with every little thing. Here we go. Hey, Scotty. What's up, man? Just wanted to first say that, you know, the Marlins situation right now, I think this is what we're all afraid of, you know, that chain of cases that can go out of control when you don't have a bubble. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it's obvious baseball, college football, and the NFL is going to have this problem, right? They're going to have no bubble, and these teams are going to keep evolving on a daily basis with problems because they're moving from place to place, uh, and they're, you know, it's unavoidable to be around people when you're it's absolutely impossible to go to uh the lengths of traveling with uh, charters airports there's people in airports uh, these days uh traveling you know going on chartered buses and and uh planes look even that in itself what you think they're the only people using the plane and the bus you know they they release them out and they use them and then they go use them again with you and your team. So, and the airplane, someone was on it before it came and picked you up. That's what happens. Have you ever seen, like you sit in the terminal and they're like, we're waiting for your plane. <laughs> we're waiting for your plane to get here. And then, then you're going to, you're going to be delayed. And then the people land and the people get off and then they say they clean it and they lie. 
Now, like you're telling me that you're not going to get some free Kanta? Listen, it's already happening. It's going to happen in college football. And remember, there's 90 guys, whatever, on the team. And then pro football, it's ridiculous, uh, at least with the rosters as they stand and all the staff that goes with it. Do you remember we were at the Intercontinental and the Bucs were there? How many people were there from the Bucs? There was tons. It was enormous. The amount of people that an NFL team travels with week to week for a road game. I mean, they needed those two enormous ballrooms just to get everybody that was in the traveling party in there. It is an enormous amount of people. It's nothing like the NBA, even the NHL. You know, the NHL brought 52 people, 30 players and, and 20 team personnel. Uh, you know, NFL would like Greg was saying earlier. What did he say? Uh, between 100 and 150. I mean, right, yeah. right in that area, it would for each team an NFL team for a traveling party. It's enormous. remember the dorks? Like uh, there was, uh, there were like dorks in the gym and in the elevators and stuff, wearing their like Buccaneer yeah. or golf shirts. Champa gear. Yeah. The... And they had, yeah, they were walking all over the place. They, they, and they absolutely, they were like the technical part of the franchise. They were the analytic guys, the stat guy, the doctors, the trainers, um, the massage therapists. They were all there. We saw them all. There's Think about how many people are on that sideline every Sunday, and then how many people are up in the booth, and how many people are, you don't even see uh, between the booth and the sideline that are just back in the locker room. I mean, it is enormous the amount of people involved with an NFL team. Well, when I traveled with the uh, Thrashers, just so you know, it was really just players, uh, and then uh, the announcers, right? And then uh, TV and radio, so there were four of those, and then there was uh, two doctors, right? And there was um, two PR people and two trainers, right? And so uh, that was it. And the GM and the coach and the assistants, that was it. That's that's all that's on the plane. Uh, the, the roster and the people that I just told you, those are the only people on the plane. And uh, it is what it is. But I did the Steelers too. There was a lot more people on the Steelers traveling circus, believe me. The Pirates have somehow loaded the bases, uh, Brewers, in the ninth, and Feliz is the pitcher. He's already thrown 21 pitches, and uh, they're up 5-1, but a, a grand slam would tie it. So there's some things developing. Kane just singled to load him up. He's had uh, two straight hits, Kane, Lorenzo Kane, And now... Um, Feliz is throwing off-speed hooks. That was a slider. And uh, Keston Hura got a single household name. Keston Hura. The base is loaded. Opportunity of a lifetime for this kid. So I just wanted to say that, uh, did you see this story about, uh, er, I guess just earlier this evening, it was after Coast to Coast and before this show, Dana Stubblefield, do you remember him? Yes, he played, he played the, with the Niners, right? He was defensive right. lineman. Yeah, he was he was pretty good too, remember? Stubbafield was good. Yeah, he could play. I'm probably uh he probably won a ring up there, I think, with the Niners. I bet he did. Yeah, I think he played on those Steve Young teams. 
I'd keel over if that guy didn't win a ring. I'm serious. So anyway, he was found guilty of rape. But this was a long time ago that he did it. I think it happened uh, in, in 2015. He was charged with sexually assaulting a developmentally disabled woman that he invited to his house in Cali to interview as a prospective babysitter, allegedly. It's not even alleged anymore. He's been found guilty. He's going to prison. The verdict, guilty by force, menace, fear, guilty of using a firearm, the commission of a crime. Uh, his attorneys had called the charges abso absolutely ridiculous and said the accusations were motivated by money. Uh, he spent seven seasons with the Niners, three Pro Bowls, and uh, was an All-Pro and did win a Super Bowl ring with the Niners. And now, I mean, I don't know when he's getting sentenced, but he was found guilty today. It took years. It was tied up in the courts. Oh, here we go. Uh, they walked in a run. It's now 5-2. Feliz is melting like an ice cream cone in August heat. Carver High, less than uh, 17 minutes from turning 40, folks. Very exciting times here on the Pharrell radio program. Uh, also, DeAndre Baker, is the he's on the Giants, right? The other guy's on the other team. Oh, he beamed him. He beamed him. Now he, now he beamed the next guy. Oh, that was the guy that just got on. He beamed. He didn't walk him. He beamed him. See, because I'm doing the show, I can't watch every single pitch. I saw the guy get on first and the run come in, so I thought he walked. When I saw the guy walking up the baseline, but he got beamed in the shoulder. But Baker, Baker is on the is on the Giants, right? And then Dunbar is on the Seahawks. It's my fault I didn't ask uh, Greg Bell about it, but here's the deal. Uh, because this is really only about Baker tonight. Baker will appeal. Uh, the decision by the NFL to place him on the exempt list. He'll appeal the decision to put him on the exempt list, according to an attorney for his uh, problems. The NFLPA would file any appeal from the Baker camp. Baker may not practice or, uh, or play when he's on the list. He is paid, and upon request, and with the club's permission, he may be present at the team facility on a reasonable basis for meetings, individual workouts, therapy, and rehab, and other permitted non-football activities. He faces four counts of armed robbery with a firearm, four counts of aggravated assault with a firearm. Gee, do you think um, Mara, the owner of the Giants, wants to have DeAndre come by for meetings and uh, maybe some croissants in the morning, come by the Giants uh, facility uh, to spend some time with his teammates, maybe go to a few meetings after uh, going into a party with a, a AK-47 to threaten people over some, uh, wasn't it basically over gambling money, right? Wasn't it? Uh, yes, they, were betting? They, were, they had a, uh, I believe it was a dice game going down there. That's what it was. It was dice. And uh, can you believe that this guy's playing dice and lost that much money playing dice that he came back to the house allegedly with a, a AK-47 to scare everybody? And then after he had threatened and hurt people with his uh, friend Dunbar of the uh, Seahawks allegedly they uh, proceeded to allegedly bribe all the witnesses into recanting their stories of fear and loathing 
of what they went through with these two guys busting through the doors at this party with uh, machine guns, threatening people's lives and beating people with guns, allegedly. So uh, here's a, a little bit of advice for DeAndre. Um, just This is just my experience, kid. I just want to let you know because you are a kid compared to me. You, uh, No one wants you uh, at the facility anymore ever, <laughs> ever again. So you need to go down and hook and get some land. Oh no, no, y'all! You know, go down there. No, ain't gonna be no time to go by the giant facility because you're gonna be down. You know what? It's even better idea. You can go right up to 17 there, son, and hit the lot of bings over there. <laughs> so you can go hang out over there and get some. Carver High, and you know what I'm saying. They don't want him at the uh, Giants facility. Can you imagine uh, that he was on the team with uh, old, boring, crusty, church-ridden Eli uh, with his two rings, and that this guy comes in with submachine guns? <laughs> he rolls in. I bet you money he rolled into the parking lot with him in his car, too. I guarantee you that guy had, he was packing in his car uh, at work, you know, rolling into the Giants parking for the players. I bet he had some... Uh, I bet he had Uzis in the back of his car. I mean, did they not go into the party allegedly with with Uzis? Did they not? Allegedly, yeah, my ass. How's that sound? Okay, so here's the deal. They bribed witnesses. They they paid, they actually have them on film paying off cops. Like, right? Didn't they? They filmed them in an elevator with a bag of money, paying people off. I mean, these dudes are done, man. I, they're not, listen, your boy Baker. <laughs> That's, you're not playing football for the New York Giants, son. Allegedly. 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 Yeah, I just, All this was I, allegedly, by the way. Okay, I'll tell you what. It, let's get the FanDuel odds boost on this bet. Do you think, uh... DeAndre Baker is going to play for the Giants this year. I'll tell you what. You know what? If the kicker got two Missy misdemeanors, your your boy Rosas, if he got two Missies and he's off the team for good, what do you think they're going to do with a guy with eight counts of armed robbery and mayhem? What do you think they're going to do with him? You know what they're going to do with him. He will be disconnected. I got a feeling he won't be on the Giants. <laughs> yeah. No. You will be, son. What we have here is a failure to communicate. They're going to get rid of his ass. Now, look, runners on second and third, 5-3, brew crew down, two outs, Ryan Braun, the batter, 1-1 one, one the count. Can you imagine the, the pressure at PNC tonight? The pressure. Fans are on their feet. Oh, and he got the outside part of the black tape. Your boy, uh, Crick. You're, they brought in Crick, and he's he's one and two now on Braun. And I saw Crick, this kid pitching St. Louis. If he gets this out, if he gets the, out of this jam, they're going to start giving Crick more innings. They're Let pitching him be him the closer. At, at Bush, now he's at home closing the deal. But Braun drives it down the line, and it's tied up. Crick won't be pitching for the rest of the week. Oh, my goodness. 
They blew the lead. They really bro, tied the game. Oh. What do you think? I'm lying. And then uh, I've got action on the Brewers. Oh, there you go. I, I bet on the Brewers. Oh, and it was a big old slider or curve. It was a curveball because that wasn't sliding away. That was that was a curveball that it hooked right into his bat and he just drained it down the line at third. He just ripped it. Braun just crushed it like a veteran. He saw that fat curveball and he just was so jacked up that he hit it. He looked over at his teammates in the dugout and he said, who are you to you? And both runs scored and they tied up with two outs in the ninth. Crick just cabled in his pants. He's so miserable. He did. He's finished. And then they leave him in. Now the runner's on second to win the game if they can drive him in. Right? Well, if they can't and they go to extras, then they'll have a runner on second to start the next inning too, right? Yeah, they'll have the runner at second in the next inning. But bronze at second, uh, he's the winning run if he can, or at least, you know, go ahead run because the Pirates still get a bat. But he's what's, still what's throwing the, that uh, curveball. He's still throwing that fat curveball too that down by, it's right by the shins and your boy haters out there working in the pen. He looks like he just wrote a manifesto in the woods with that hairdo of his. I got to ask I you can't... this one before we uh, get out of here tonight. What is right. the over-under over under on hit batsmen by the Dodgers against the Astros tomorrow night? That's that will game. The, first will the, first game will of the, the Dodgers. Will the Dodgers throw at any batters tomorrow night down in Houston? What do you think? Aren't they playing them at Chavez Ravine later? Yes, they're playing at both places. This, but that one's in September. This, if this series is in Houston, I'm gonna just say I'm gonna say two. I think two the whole series in Houston. They're playing uh, two games. Oh well, then I'll go one. One batter will get beaned, but I don't even think it'll be intentional. But when they play them at Chavez Ravine, I think they'll bean uh, several that those games because I guarantee is that's probably more than two games at Chavez Ravine. But I'd actually believe that they'll do it in L.A. where they'd be, you know, have more fun doing it at home when they're wearing their nice white and blue unis. But when they're down there, then they become sitting ducks wherever at the hotel or whatever else. Because, you know, the uh, Astro fans aren't putting up with anybody uh, calling them cheaters. It's not like you and I could go down to Houston right now and walk the streets looking for dinner and start yelling out that the Astros are lying, hack, cheater, scum. And have uh, no one, you know, beat us with baseball bats in our uh, shins and kneecaps. Yeah, two in Houston this week and then two in L.A. in uh, September. Well, there's four games, so I'd say a total of two batters. What What do you think? I think that if they got a couple runs on the board that they could absolutely do it, do it a couple. I think they'd definitely get one in the next two days. This is uh, your boy Crick trying to. I can't Complete, tell. Completely give it up? Is he trying to completely give it up? Or is it still? Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, the winning, the go-ahead runs on second, so they're trying to, you know, Crick's trying to get out of this jam, and Narvaez is the batter. Hopefully, I got his name right. But your boy Ryan Braun came through. I know that much. Anyway, yeah, 
That's pretty funny. Uh, I'm looking at these stories. Anyway, just so later this week, the FedEx St. Jude Invitational goes out. John Rahm is um, among four co-favorites, and he's going to play with DeChambeau and Ricky Fowler in Memphis. Also, uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, that show uh, with Raymond Green, but he's upsetting Raptors players. All right, uh, Sports Rage coming up top of the hour with Marenzi. Marenzi, the uh, Raptors uh, have the same odds as the Sixers. That's insanity. And then secondly, uh, I don't know if you saw the whole thing with uh, Draymond Green saying the Black Lives Matter doesn't directly affect the Raptors. And then Chris Boucher of the Raptors wasn't having it. He's like, dude, what are you talking about? Shut your mouth. Uh, so I think it's great that they're fighting with that tool the Raptors, and I also think they're uh, as good as uh, any, they're better than any team in the East except the Bucks, at the very least in terms of odds in my book. Yeah, it's funny that Draymond Green's talking about Black Lives doesn't matter. The Raptors, is it the Golden State Warriors or the Raptors who have a black general manager from Nigeria, Scotty? I'm just wondering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's ridiculous. He's like, it's almost like he said that in Canada, it doesn't matter. This is an American problem. It's a worldwide problem, you idiot. It goes to show his ignorance and the hypocrisy of NBA players somewhat as a whole. When when people asked them about Hong Kong and the China situation, they pretended that the, uh, the microphones didn't work in the press conferences. LeBron actually once said, I don't have to have an opinion on everything, do I? So, you know, listen, I'm not going to go to Draymond Green for advice on anything, uh, really. I mean, he was a good rebounder. He's a baller. He's done now. Uh, but like most people that went to Michigan State, he's a complete moron. Uh, so do, what do you think of the Raptors' chances once they start playing this week? You like their odds. They're a badass team. I think it's I think it's ridiculous. They don't get any respect, um, and it's because they do play in Canada. The fact that they have the same odds or the Houston Rockets have better odds than the Raptors do is ridiculous. The Raptors are on a collision course, Scotty, with the Milwaukee Bucks. They beat them last year in six games, but they had Kawhi Leonard to help defensively. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be the, the exact same thing again. Eastern Conference Finals, Bucks, uh, Raptors, and uh, we'll see who the better team is. All right, Marenzi, have a great show. I'll see you tomorrow on Coast to Coast. Carver High, happy birthday, brother. Big 4-0. Uh, I love you. I'll see you tomorrow on the TV side. Good night, everybody.